Do you ever wonder what would happen if, well, if... If you give a dad a podcast. Hello, all my beautiful people. Hey, Mom, I'm not going to college like we planned. I'm going to take a couple years off. I just gave all my college money to this uh, professional wrestling promoter. And uh, yeah, I'm going, to be a, I'm going to be a big superstar one day. I'm a, I'm a human and I'm a chiropractor. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what you call a nerd fan. In the Monos Chronicles, the new web series that I'm working on. We inadvertently made that kid cry. We didn't mean to. I mean <laughs> People get really mad at those videos. For some reason, like it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. First tryout, made the team, made starting position. I was right guard for a little while. Hey, Jared, that's where I was going to tell you about. Here it is. It's going to be from a, a nerdy dad's point of view. You're starstruck. It's not a big deal, man. I am being starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. That's why they call it if you give a dad a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Available everywhere podcasts are found. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Every once in a while, I fall down a rabbit hole on YouTube. I start watching one thing, and thanks to those thumbnails that run down the right side of the screen, I end up somewhere totally different, and more often than not, it's somewhere bad. Very, very bad. When I learned what the name Karen referred to, and I saw a video titled Karen's Behaving Badly, I watched more out of curiosity than anything. And from there, I fell down to Karen's getting arrested, to Karen's getting beat up, to Karen's getting bloodied, to... You, you get the idea. Um, when I saw a video titled Parents Embarrassing Their Kids at Sports Events, I found it funny. But after parents swearing at referees, parents swearing at other parents, parents beating up other parents, parents beating up other kids, parents, kids, parents, parents, kids, you get what I'm saying, I was pretty disturbed. Even the Christmas Carol, the 12 Days of Christmas, might be worth a listen to you if you don't mind getting pretty damn raunchy four or five levels below the surface level. The point is, I fell down a rabbit hole, and the end result is today's episode. I've been getting more and more into mixed martial arts, and I have intended to start incorporating some of those elements into this show. 
Although I do enjoy UFC, I seem to enjoy more regional promotions a little more. Listeners know that I appreciate independent wrestling shows a lot more than I appreciate WWE, AEW, and other mainstream platforms. The more rustic, dark, smoky, rough around the edges, the better. I found myself watching a selection of unprofessional MMA videos. Nothing too obscure. The mats were a little dirty. The competitors weren't in the best shape. The cages were loose and looked like they could collapse at times. I found one video where everything looked completely professional, but the cage looked like nothing stronger than chicken wire. But they were all sanctioned and organized, or so they said. I didn't actually see their permits. Then I saw a thumbnail to the right of something called street beefs. Now I could tell just from that small thumbnail photo that not only were we not in an arena of some kind, We weren't even inside. The cage was surrounded by plywood with spectators peering in from whatever opening they might find. I took a deep breath and I clicked on the thumbnail. And from the lack of opening, backstory production values, tactful fighting styles. I almost felt guilty for watching. These were two guys just beating the holy hell out of each other. They didn't seem trained. They didn't seem to be any athlete of any note. They were just swinging for the fences and hoping to hit a home run before they ran out of gas. Although, much respect to those who both ran out of gas because they refused to give the other the satisfaction of seeing them fall. I almost felt like I was watching porn because I truly believed that any of my compatriots I have worked with over the years in combat sports would walk through the door And we would need to go through a long, drawn-out, awkward phase that inevitably would probably destroy our friendship. Now, I watched three or four of the fights. The The thought of inviting one of these fighters onto the show intrigued me. But I thought, how the hell am I going to treat this with any sincerity? How was I going to interview them without insulting them? Like, in my head, I couldn't give this any type of merit. Then, I saw a video off to the right called Backyard Fight Club Documentary Street Beefs. And I must say that this video, which I encourage all of you to search out, was in many ways a good piece of business. It explained things to me. 
It explained why. It explained how. It explained who. It made sense to me after watching this video. It was the first step in my understanding and maybe appreciation for street beefs. Today's episode with Demon Monsoon is step two. I appreciate Demon coming onto the show and tolerating my intrigue and at times ignorance with street beefs. I hope he's not the last Street Beefs representative that I can convince to join us on here so that I can learn more and appreciate more. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to waste any more time. It's time to fight with Demon Monsoon. All right, so Demon Monsoon, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on here. You're my very first uh, Street Beefs interview uh so i always say that the only cure to ignorance is education so throughout this interview i might get a little education here okay so like i I got a list of stuff here because i i I did do some background on you and you know i i want to talk about you know i want to talk about obviously street beefs uh i want to talk about youtube comments you know positive and negative yeah uh i want to talk about you know the the snazzy gloves that you got and i want to do all this but i'm going to do all this in due time first things first let's let's establish a baseline here for damon or damon demon (laughs) monsoon whoa gonna hit my microphone there let's (laughs) let's establish a, um, a baseline where is demon monsoon where was he born how did he grow up what what did he grow up doing Tell me about Demon Monsoon. You know, well, how, how did he start off? Um, I was born in a little town outside of Philadelphia. Hence why I have my Phillies hat. I'm a diehard Phillies fan. When baseball season comes around, it's crazy. But a little town called Spring City um, to a wonderful family. I have an older brother who is constantly always busy. But um, But growing up, you know, went to a high school constantly picked on because <laughs> I was the, uh, I, I get to say it, I was the nerd. Um, I actually, how you get Demon Monsoon, um, Monsoon actually comes from my nick, from my first nickname, because I'm a weatherman. Um, I've been saying weather for almost ooh, 30 years. Next year, we'll, I forget, yeah, we don't, it'll be 30 years soon, so um, <laughs> studied weather my entire from elementary school till now um but in high school i was named we need a guy named monsoon we need a nickname because at the time there was a local weatherman on what's called nbc 10 in philly and the principal goes you're monsoon and i'm like okay i'm monsoon and that stuck through high school and then uh you know went to college went to college actually uh delaware county community college uh during that time i lost my father who was a huge inspiration for me when i was 20. so he died of a failed liver transplant and a few months later my grandmother died 
all in like in the span of a few months and it's like so uh did a little bit more college then pretty much got into food service well we taught early child care went into food service still did broadcasting i still did like this back when my space was in existence i am a child of the 90s and then you know got into facebook youtube uh launched uh monsoon live which was my old radio show fate was on myspace still did it and then it became on youtube and i'm like okay and then a couple of years ago 2019 i was in the middle of doing pro wrestling i will say this now guys i'm almost 40 years old it doesn't look it but i'm almost 40 and I saw this channel called Street Beefs. Okay. Started getting started getting seeing more involved, involved in it. And lo and behold, um April, I'm gonna make sure I say right because tattooed on my arm. April 6, 2019, I had my first Street Beast fight. Uh right before that, I had my first ever cage fight, which was boxing. I'm, I'm all strict box strictly boxing, but did that um and four years later and i think over let me check the i have this thing called the book of jeff because it has when you have as many as that um 56 fights so yeah 56 fights later if you combine everything i do um that's been my my career my fight career and how i got named demon it was my third Street Beast fight. I actually hit a guy so hard, he stumbled into the cage, and Corey Willash, the Wolverine, goes, he's not a de- he's not a monsoon. He's a demon! And it's like, demon monsoon. And as I say, the rest is history, as I say. Um, throughout my fun time with Street Beast, um, I've done amateur fights, smokers um something i'll show you because source of pride for me street beefs mixer belt but um and on top of it i do have autism <laughs> surprise so the autistic boxer as i like to say to myself has been doing this for four years and i love doing it but that's if, if i had a song my whole life that's pretty much it you know I do have two nieces and a great nephew. Can't forget those guys. Can't can't forget my nieces and nephew. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a nice guy. You know, I wouldn't be a good uncle if I forgot about them. All right, there is a lot there that I have to, you know, dissect <laughs> and work around. All right, so and I'm crossing stuff off the list here. Where to start? Where to start? Where to start? Um, let, let's start with the weatherman thing. You said you've been doing the weatherman thing for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Around about. Yeah, so, or maybe I won't even start there. Let, let, let's kind of, I'm going to back up and I'm going to take another route here. Um, you, you get into the street beefs. You, you like, where do you find it? Do you find it on YouTube? Do, yep, do, yep. Just a local show. Like what? Cause again, I'm still learning about street beefs. There's, mm-hmm. you know, in the day, 
that you know you know you and i are recording this and it's not going to come out for several days the day that we're recording this um i got involved with the street beefs uh, uh like uh, the facebook chat room mm-hmm. and i've been watching the conversations go along and it's it's definitely an interesting group and i mean yes. no disrespect by that but it's definitely an interesting group, but the rules and the guidelines and the things like that are still very foreign to me. Like I have a question written down here. Like when you go to a show, who's coming up with the rules here? Because I watched your videos mm-hmm. and one video I watched you and I, I don't know my, my, the notes that I wrote are, you know, somewhere I can't find them. So I had to like quickly write this down <laughs> when I watched television with my wife. Um, but I, there was some one fight I watched. You fought for like ten minutes, and just like boom, 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 and then they they okay, everybody stop, take your break, and then go back and boom, 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 and then there's like another one, and it might not have been ten minutes, but it was a long time. And then the next video I watched, you fought for like three minutes, and then they stopped you, and then you went out and did another three minutes, and then they stopped you, and then you went another three minutes, and I don't know, it might not have been three minutes because they're not announcing the times. Mm-hmm. So who's coming up with these rules, these guidelines? Um, the rules are done by uh, Chris Wilmore, who runs Street Beats. It's Scarface. Scarface, um, yes. There are actually different types of matches. So you may have seen, um, I've been part of quite a few of the different, a uh, couple different ones. One is a Street Beast mixer. Hence where okay, I got which, the belt. Which hence is where you got the belt. And let, let's let's mix all this in. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? Uh, let's mix this in with uh, who does the... And you got the mixer. So what is a yeah. mixer? A mixer is... Doesn't matter what your weight or experience level is. You can literally be matched up, say, a guy who's 140 and versus 190. You might be matched up with a guy who has three... Three months. Well, they try and make it. If you have, you should have experience. But you know, every now and then we make sure of that. Like they'll do like with experience. If you have like, it doesn't matter what your experience level is, you're matched up, and they will go one minute rounds. Now you can't agree to go two minute rounds, which is normal street beefs. Okay. And they'll do three rounds, one minute or two minutes. The next type of fight is the normal street beefs match, which is. Three two-minute rounds with a minute break. Um, there's someone that always has a timer. They go, hey, 30 seconds, count it down, yeah, all that. Then there's the tag team boxing, which is freaking I have oh, because I because you know when you're watching YouTube and you're watching a video and then there's stuff down the right side. I saw that tag team thing and I I didn't click on it. Damn it. Now I'm down. After I get off the, I'm going to go check out the tag team, but go ahead. Go ahead. The tag team boxing is freaking fun. I have done one. We're actually going to hopefully get me one for April for um, autism awareness. Uh, Me and one of my teammates, we're going to do a tag team boxing and that can, I mean, they'll tell they'll tell you the time at that point and you'll have like say eight minutes. In that eight minutes, you're fighting the whole eight minutes. Like you tag, if you get rocked, you tag your partner in. They fight a while, they tag you in. It's back and forth for that. I am. You keep going. I'm listening. I'm going to see if I can find the fight that I'm trying to. But you keep going. But the yeah. tag team thing. Then there's after tag team. There's the one that I just did. Um, two week, uh, 
Yeah, it's almost two weeks ago, which is a beef fight. It was actually this was actually my third beef fight. Um, it is when two guys. It does not matter height, weight. It doesn't matter. It's a beef. You have an issue with somebody, you settle the beef in the ring or in the cage. Um, okay. Scarf, uh, Chris Wilmore and Sunshine. Can't forget Sunshine. I'm definitely going to get beat smacked around for that. Sunshine <laughs> is one of the admins of Street Beast. She is like my big sister, even though she's all the way out in Iowa. Okay. Long story on that one. But she'll, you'll t- message, hey, I have a beef with this dude. Da, da, da. They go through it. Okay. Guess what? We're going, you're going to settle it. Um, I actually one time flew all the way out to Las Vegas, Nevada, Street Beast, West Coast. To settle a beef with a guy who I had a three-year beef with, and we settled it, and now we're friends. Um, the last beef I just did, it was about some crazy stuff, some really dumb stuff, and some blown out of proportions. We basically, I went <laughs> three rounds, and he had blood on his, he had his blood was on my gloves, but we went at it. Um. But but the rules and all that they're set by Chris Wilmore. Most fights are um three rounds, two minutes. Championship rounds can go five rounds, two minutes. And if they think if you're in a fight where it's too close to call, they might say, "Who wants one more round?" They'll go a fourth round, sudden death, and that's always freaking cool. All right, so, so the fight I'm I'm looking at it here, um, and I oh, I wish I could uh, like time it here. It's it's and I remember now it's an an exhibition between you and Nocturnal. Yes, and you guys go quite a long time before they call the round off. Well, now, that was know, a uh, two minute round. That, that was, was a two minute round. Yeah, well, then that's the longest two minutes I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> Oh, trust me. The reason why we'd call it an exhibition bout was um, at the time I was getting ready for major surgery. I was actually, I had a very, I had a hernia that everyone said, you should not be fighting whatsoever. I went against Dr. Zorris and said, kiss my butt. I'm going to fight. I'm, this is the last one of the year. I'm going to, I'm not going to be allowed to fight for six weeks on recovery. No, I'm fighting. And me and Nocturnal, we said, look, we're going to go. Um, we'll be an exhibition bout. We're not going to try to kill each other. Unfortunately, you get in there. You throw that out of the way. I, I was going to say, because in, in the video, if you call it up, your corner conversation mm-hmm. is, I believe your corner man says something along the lines of it's time to eat. And you got a lot more aggressive in the second round and nocturnal eventually just, you know, you, you knocked him down. He took a knee and he says right to the camera, like, I'm done. Like, uh, this, that's it. It's, it's over. So like, as you said, <laughs> so was that like, as you just said, like sometimes that goes out the window. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah, that's sometimes, sometimes it will like go out. when that corner man says it's time to eat. Did you go eat? Well, 
kind of because and, what and from was, one husky guy to another guy, I can relate. Yes. Well, what happened was nocturnal, and he and I, but he hit me squick like he was throwing some bombs, and then and that's when my that and the guy who cornered me is the guy that runs Street Beats, Chris Wilmore. Yes. And I went right. I was like, okay, let's go. Nocturnal hit the side that he was not supposed to hit where the hernia was. And that went click. And I do have the alter ego, which is Demon. And Demon feasted. And I went right to Nocturnal. I said, dude. And you can actually, um, one of the guys on the outside goes, dead man. He's a dead man, and literally, I just went off. I'm like, "You son of a!" And there, some probably could hear me cursing him as he hit me. I was like, "Not on my!" And I just went off. It's like, dude, you. And every now and then that happens. Like the exhibition about book gets thrown out the window, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, no!" Now there's and another. That happens. Yeah, there's there's another fight that I did watch and it was you and church boy. And in that fight, like, I, I guess kind of like it, I'm enjoying the videos. Don't get me wrong, but they are still a little on the archaic side. Um, they don't, they don't have the production value, like the fights themselves. Cause as, as I've, uh, I've already done kind of the opening to this and there's a documentaries type thing done with Chris Wilmore. Uh, I believe it's, uh, you know, the the birth of street beefs or how street beefs comes. And it's a very good piece of business. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the Demon Monsoon Church Boy, or like a lot of the fight videos, it, it basically starts with this is this guy, this is this guy, fight. Mm-hmm. So there's no real background. You don't really know going in. Like if you watch the UFC or you watch boxing, pro wrestling, mm-hmm. whatever, there's kind of like, you know, you know, this guy thinks that he's better than me, or I got to go through this guy to get where I want to go. You know, all these different storylines type things. Yeah. So I watch you versus uh, uh, Church Boy. And uh, like, you're very much a forward push, like, you know, you push, push, punch, 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 push, push, push. Yeah. And at times, Church Boy kind of looks at you just kind of like, you know, dude, like, you know, like you're, you're mauling me type thing. And then and it just seems that he's getting annoyed. And the two of you are just bang, bang, bang. And like there's times that like they're getting into the break and you're still kind of you're still swinging at him. And he's just kind of like, oh, you mother this and <laughs> that. And, you know, and then the fight's over. And Church Boy is like. You know, Demon Monsoon, I love that man. That's my brother. That's this. And I'm just like, what, really? Because it looked like you wanted to, to fuck him up. Like, you know, like two <laughs> minutes ago, you wanted, to, you wanted to kill this guy. And then you get on there and you're just like, I love Church Boy. Church Boy's my man. Church Boy's this. And I'm like, really? Because you wouldn't stop cranking on him even when the referee said stop cranking on him. Like, <laughs> so, and, and this is the part that kind of, I, I don't want to say fascinates me, or maybe I do about street beefs but you do kind of lose your you do lose your head in there don't you i do and the other thing is um the production values we uh i mean i've been with them now four years they have jumped immensely and what you probably don't know about this is some of the matches are pre-set like they will met 
Sunshine will say, hey, I'm going to match you with this guy. Others, you go to the event. You sign the waivers. They, you put down your weight, all this. The weights of all the Street Bees events are this. Fighters to the cage. MMA to one side. Boxing to the other. Okay. Everybody under a certain weight on this side. Everybody under a certain weight on that side. And then they'll ask you, they'll look at the matchups and be like, we'll just say, okay, uh, Demon, okay, you have all those fights, blah, blah, blah. We're going to match you with this guy. And this guy may have like two fights in, or 10 fights or whatever. Okay, you two, you're going to match up. Let's go. So a, a lot of these fights are determined at that event on the day. So you don't know who you're fighting. Okay. Um, Sunshine, she'll match. She'll go through the list and be like, "Hey guys, match Demon with this guy." And I get a, I do pre, I get a couple pre matchups. They're not easy. They are hard as heck. Sunshine always wants to make sure you know I'm fighting guys in my level. Um, sometimes it's a roll of the dice. Something looks good on paper. Turns out to be a complete okay. This is not going to be fun um, for me or for my opponent. But sometimes that happens. Um, it's just the luck of the draw. Like you might go to the event and you might get a guy, uh, church boy. Um, he un unfortunately he went off the rails. I won't even go in. That's all drama okay. stuff we don't deal with. But um, there's been some guys who say. Hey, I'm a I'm really good. I want to fight Demon. Okay. They mess Sunshine said, okay, we'll match you two up. Um, me versus Killer Kyle, which is one of the classics, I would say, of my career, because it is we're two friends. Legitimately two friends, and we mm -hmm. beat the crap out of each other, and it goes into the third round, and that isn't pretty. I mean, I beat up my best friend for autism awareness last year. <laughs> he's a skinny guy. I mean, wicked. He's a good dude, but the weight differential was so bad. And I was like, it's a fight that people wanted to see. What would happen? Um, I hit him pretty hard and, you know, I had, he's my best friend. I got to take care of him. So, I mean, there's some fights where you're just like, oh boy. I mean, and it's not just mine. There's fights out there that they are the best fights I've ever seen. Um, in all the branches, I've watched all the branches. We have so many branches. I watch all these fights, and I'm just like, can we have this guy come to our yard? Can we have mm -hmm. this guy come to the OG yard, please? Like, I mean, there's a group of us going to fly out from the OG yard to the West Coast yard for – Somebody's birthday we're not thinking about yet. Yeah. Not yet, not yet. But they they'll do battle. I mean, there's guys on the West Coast that I've met, I love that when they came east, I was like their adopted kid brother. I mean, we're one big family that we like to punch each other. Um, the MMA fight, there is some scary good fighters in MMA and um, they translate into boxing and it's scary because you're like, you're 145 pounds and you box. What? 
like and that's that's the beauty of street beefs so to kind of go back and like there as i said i kind of did my research uh and it's kind of you know it's progressed along and you mentioned the og yard mm-hmm. now i i have a uh a minimal knowledge because of, you know, being on the website, things like that. Yeah. So explain to me or not really, well, explain to me a little more, but explain to the people that might be listening, my listenership from yeah. before when I, when I was, you know, concentrating on pro wrestling, explain to me the OG yard. And then after that, I want you to kind of elaborate on what we were just talking about, about why would you fight your friend? Because let, let's slip this in here. You're, you don't get paid for this. You don't get paid to fight. So if it's not a beef, which Street Beefs is based on, mm-hmm. and you're not getting paid, you know, or maybe answer this question first. Why fight your friends? Why fight someone that you don't have a beef with? If you're it, like, if you're not getting paid, you know, what, what's, what's the point? Well, for me, and is because I have autism, I want to show folks I don't care whether you have any kind of mental disability, anything, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. The other thing is it's great experience. You get a lot of experience from getting in the ring. I spar with a lot of tough dudes with neutral corner and mastering MMA, like both gyms that I train out. I'll get in there. You know, when I fought my best friend, we did it because it was for autism awareness. Mm-hmm. I fought guys. Yeah, I have no beef with them, but they show up to yard to box. We're boxing. We do like, it. Like, is it a, is it a prove yourself, proving ground type for thing? It, some people may do that. I do it because it's the experience. If you're going into the amateurs or eventually going into pro, this is great experience for you. You are in. If you're not used to being in front of a crowd, there's a crowd. If you're not used to getting punched in the face, besides sparring, here's a high-level fighting. Like, you're fighting at a higher level. Yes, it's not the amateurs. It's not pros. I don't care. Well, no, it's, 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 it's not, it's it's not the amateurs. The it's not the pros. Um, but it is, it is a cage mm-hmm. sometimes on some of the fights I've watched, because I've watched other fights than yours gingerly erected in someone's backyard or in a farmer's field or you know in in the barnyard in the desert you know with (laughs) with people's babies you know almost scooting under the ropes i saw a video i can't remember who it was but someone some was it yours where someone's baby, like I, I'm watching it, and I'll admit, I got a few giggles out of the fact there's a woman and a baby in the background. And then later on in the fight, I'm like, the baby's walking towards the the the, the fighting area, and the baby got really close. And then someone like reached down and just said, like, no, no, don't go in there. And like, it's that, okay, that this is that... not Madison Square Garden. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And again, I mean, no disrespect for this. Okay, I also said in the introduction to this that there was a time when I decided I'm going to take a different direction with my podcast. And I, I, you know, I was watching something else and on the side. I said, Oh, what's this street beefs? And I saw the thumbnail and it was just like, Oh, okay, let's check this out. But there was a time when I started watching it that I was kind of like, you know, this is, I'm not going to do this on the podcast. You know, this is, 
this is just archaic, as I said. But then once I saw that the good piece of business that was that documentary, I'm like, all right, I see it here. I see it now. Now I think I see. And I looked at it differently. But when I say gingerly erected in someone's backyard or in a farmer's field or something like that, it, it's a cage that's, that's kind of held together. Sometimes we got some plywood on there. Sometimes we got some dirt. Sometimes we got some, some ground. We got some grass. Sometimes we got some hay, you know, things like that. Th these are not ideal fighting conditions. Okay. Now it's fun. <laughs> it, it, okay. So is that it? Is it fun? Yeah, it is. It's literally like for uh, for me, it's like Street Beast has become my extended family. When you have family that lives in PA and you don't see them as much, the folks around you become your family. And once a month, maybe twice a month, we all get together, which is freaking it's cool. It's like, oh hey, you know, we're gonna punch each other in the face. Or you might be asked to do the time or you might be asked to help with stuff. It's a great group. Um, literally less than two miles from where I'm sitting is the original, was the original spot for Street Beast. The final official event was my first event. Then now, they moved is that, it. Is that Chris's backyard? Chris's backyard. Okay. And they moved it to multiple locations until they finally have the place where they have it now in Winchester, Virginia, which is about maybe an hour from here from where I at. Okay. And they, you know, they built the, they rebuilt the cage. That cage has gone through so much beatings from people pushing it into there. I mean, we have a great group that they fix it, they'll reinforce it. There's zip ties there's and it's so cool. Like when people see it, they're like, this is the OG. This is when we always say the OG yard. It's the original yard or original gangsters, as they said it, because we have multiple branches now. And when you show up and you see that cage, it's like, and then you inside the cage, you see all the names, you see all the folks that, you know, that are on there. There's, Somebody who uh, did 16 fights in one year. He's nuts. Um, there's guys on there that are living legends. And you'll see when everybody shows up, they're all like, hey, can we get your picture? They'll get pictures. Chris Wilmore, as he's trying to get to his car, gets his picture taken multiple, so many times. And it's wonderful because he inspires people. He's a mentor. He just opened up a gym down past Stan that's free. Free to train at. Mm -hmm. Nobody does that. I don't know anybody that does that. And, you know, I get to go down there on Wednesdays to train. He's there all the time training. He gives so much back to the community. So, yeah, it's old school. It's literally old school mm -hmm. boxing and MMA. I can't forget MMA because they're, I'm an honorary member of the Florida boys down there. That's uh, we have a couple guys in Florida. They're like, you're, you're the guy. You're our Florida boy. I'm like, 
Yes. Go Florida. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned earlier about, and and I want to try to, because again, I don't want to disrespect this. As I said, I have seen a bit of light, and that's when I started reaching out, just saying, "Hey guys, let's 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 talk here," because I want to learn more. And again, I said the only cure to ignorance is education. Yeah. Um. You mentioned earlier about getting into a fight and that person's blood being all over your gloves and such. So let's talk about, and it's it's mentioned very briefly for like half a second in that documentary. The the medical staff. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's not if someone gets hurt, you know, oh, someone put them, you know, someone put them in the back seat and let's get them over to the clinic or something like that. So tell me about the tell me about the actual there is an actual medical staff or a medical element to this, isn't there? Yes. Um we do have, I mean, we have first aid kits. We have um every now and then one of my d- buddies who is a volunteer firefighter. He was he's training, he was trained to be an EMT. And sometimes we have an EMT nurse there too. Shows up, they'll take care of fighters. Um luckily the guy who I just fought. It was literally from his mouth. I made his mouth bleed. He was okay. Um, every now and then, if we have a fighter who's seriously injured, they get loaded up. Like if they, we tell everybody, come with somebody. Make sure you have somebody that can drive you home. Because if you have a serious issue, there's a local hospital right there. We do have medical staff, and we have people there. If it's like a gash, like oh hey, you know, by accident in boxing, somebody took an elbow gash open so you know patch them up and be like okay you're definitely gonna need stitches go here um if there's a any now now kind of back up there because i'm gonna elaborate on it a little later when you say go here where you're yeah. talking like the hospital like if okay. there's a local All hospital right. right near us okay. right near where it is well then while, while we're talking about it, just I'm, i'll cut you off for just a second i i don't i'm i'm canadian <laughs> yes <laughs> um if you walk into a hospital, sometimes they're like, are you saying I was in a fight? Are you saying I was in a cage? Are you saying I was competing tonight? Or are you saying I, I was doing some renovations at home and fell off the ladder? Well, I've never personally ever done what has ever been said. If we ever had a fighter go to the hospital. So that part, I don't know okay. what is said. But any like minor scrapes or bruises, we have people there to patch them up. Like, okay. I'd say patch them up, but you know, put a no, bandage on. I understand on what you're and... saying. I understand. Like the for basic medical or, or yeah, first basic aid, medical, yes. we have that. Okay. But if it's something more serious, I mean, everyone says about concussion protocols. They have that in place. If you get knocked out, they make sure you are not fighting for like they follow that protocol hey you got to wait 30 days make sure you know they follow very good protocol on concussions as well which i'm always grateful for street beats they fighter safety is number one we don't we do stop for blood if you see a fight and oh man the dude's nose is gushing blood if they they'll say time go to your corner fix it up see if we can stop the bleeding if the bleeding can't get stopped, they'll say, okay, fight stops. Um, the fight with me, with the beef fight, 
the blood was at the end of the fight. So luckily it happened at the end. It was just, you know, probably a cut or something. But there's been times, you know, there'll be a scrape or a bloody nose. They'll put Vaseline in it. It'll stop bleeding. Okay, go back. It's just like a normal boxing match. If you've ever seen where a guy gets a bloody nose in the middle in the second round, their corner is putting Vaseline in. They're they're making sure the blood stops so the fighter can continue to fight. We suffer blood because we do not. Most amateur organizations do test for blood. All that we see blood. They stop. Fight's over. Okay. Fight's over. I mean, if they cannot stop the bleeding, they'll, one, they clean up the blood. Two, they make sure the blood has stopped. Um, we have great refs that check all that the whole time. Like, all the rules are always enforced. So okay. I'm always grateful. Like, I – let me put it this way. I feel safer going into the cage at Street Beefs than some amateur organizations that I've been with. That right, fair enough. should tell you the level. Like, there's sometimes you'll be like, "Yeah, are you sure you're a ref?" <laughs> like, really? <laughs> but I can go to street meetings. Like, you know what? I'm safe because the number one thing is fighter safety. Yes. All right, I'm gonna move on to as and as I said, I watched a lot of YouTube videos up to this point, and a lot of yours, just so I could kind of. You know, get get kind of caught up on you, but something, and I, I I hate always you know jumping down this rabbit hole. I I decided just because of like me looking at it and wondering how other people would look at it, I went down to the comments, and yeah, I hate I hate comments. You know, I hate opinions because you know what people can be good, people can be nasty. But people can be good and nasty in day-to-day life. There are there are people who love Demon Monsoon, but there are other people who do not. Let's like let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. Okay, like I guess at one point you were 20 and one, and someone said, you know, this guy's not a real 20 and one. Look who he's fought. Uh someone said, Oh my god, demon demon uh, monsoon jabs. Why was I not told? Uh, one of your fights was two homeless guys fighting over a sandwich. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. Do you read these comments? And if you do, do you take them to heart? Because obviously, as I said, there are some people that are just like, Demon Monsoon is the fucking man. And, you know, he's the best. He's a legend. He's, you know, as I said, he's he's great. So obviously you want to hear that. Yeah. But do you read this stuff? Do you read your own press? Um, I do. Um, I was taught very early when I started doing street beefs, and was the only people that matter are your teammates and your coaches. That's it. Your teammates, your coaches, and I added a third group into that: Sunshine and my mom. That's it. It's like, okay. And, you know, you can also say add your close, very closest friends that know that you fight. I read them. I will laugh at some of the negative comments because I'm like, two homeless guys playing over a sandwich. Okay. 
Oh, he does this. Uh, one was he does the same thing over and over. And I'm like, really? And, and that one is kind of repetitive. You do see that a lot. Yeah. And but what they don't see is the progression that I've gotten better over the last four years. And there is something to be said about, well, he does the same thing every time. Well, the same thing every time works. Yeah. And I've also, you know, I've been adding new stuff. People don't see, you know, different things have, I've actually evolved as a fighter. Um, I do read, you know, somebody, one of our Street Beast fighters actually commented on one of my videos and said, I've been in the ring with Demon. You guys have no idea what they're what you're all talking about. Step in the ring with him and see how it is. And it's like, and I respect this fighter. This fighter is a very he's a dear friend of mine. Like I actually I figured out who it was. I messaged him on Facebook and said, Thank you. Um, I had a dude just recently, my big sis Sunshine. I call her my big sis, even though she's not family related but to me she's family mm-hmm. she um this dude messaged me was harassing me literally in and was in our street beast group and said, oh, i'm part of street beast i'm this i'm that i challenge you to a box match in albuquerque new mexico okay i messaged her i said look i'm sitting here eating dinner I'm checking my phone and I'm getting this blasted. She goes, I gotcha. Another fighter stepped in because she made a post in the Street Beast group and said, I will take care of this for Demon. And actually called the dude out. The dude blocked him, blocked he's like, and got all mad because I went to Sunshine. I go, You're you don't call me out expecting like if you're gonna challenge me you come to the og you come to the yard here in virginia or you talk to sunshine you talk to Starface. chris wilmore if it's a beef fight beef fight gets up if you're calling me out i'm sorry you know get in line there's probably many people that want to fight me i mean if i if i took all the youtube comments all the negatives I probably wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I enjoy, like, I laugh at some. I laugh at the negatives. I mean, like I said, I listen to what my coaches say. They say, hey, Jeff, that fight just, you stunk. You didn't do what we have been training. Okay, I'm back in the gym the next day working on every single thing they told me. Yes. And that's all the, and for any young fighter out there that's that sees this, your corner crew, you the people you train with every day, your closest friends, and your teammates. That's who you should be listening to when it comes to, hey, how am I doing? After every fight, Sunshine will tell me, hey, you did great on this, this, this. My mom, man, that was, you were scary looking. My coaches, we need to work on this, this movement. Next fight, what we were talking about, I'm working on it. I'm All doing right. it in the fight. That's why everyone says, oh, he's the same player. I'm like, actually, no. I'm turning my hips way more. I've watched all my fights, and I'm like, yeah, same old, same old. Really? You mentioned mom, and you just mentioned how mom is like, you looked awesome and everything. Was was mom always 
supportive of this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. No. <laughs> so so at what point is is this the guilty pleasure at first we don't tell mom about? Or do you go to mom and say, Hey mom, this is what I'm planning on doing? Um, I flat out told her what I was doing. Um she my very first fight ever was March 23rd, 2019. She had a hunch. I said, look, I'm going to call you when I'm done after the fight. Okay, be careful. I told her I'm going to go into boxing. She rolled her eyes. She, you know, I said, well, go, Mom. She she was supportive of me, but she wasn't going to watch it. Then she watched it, and she's like, okay, he did good. First Street Beast fight. She didn't watch it. Second, you know, it progressed. It wasn't until January, I think, um, that she finally, when they would do carry it live, she would watch live. And Sunshine would be like, Mama, D- hey, hey, Mom, he's on. And there's, and she's typing like, go, Jeff. And she would tell the person who's holding the camera, you can hear, Mama Demon says, throw the, throw the fire, get your ribs. Or, and they would say what Sunshine and my mom were saying. So, she started watching and she knew how much it meant to me and she has been on board since and you know it's just one of those things she she has always said she knew i was going to move to virginia she knew what i was going to do and i said thanks mom and she's like she's like hey she always has my back after every fight there there's a rule she's the last person i call and the first person I call after when I have a fight, she's the last person I talk to. He said, any final words? She go, go kick butt, demon, unleash it. Like, okay, mom. Afterwards, how'd you do? Everything good? You you okay? Yeah, mom. Good, 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 good. I'm, she goes, just checking. I'm like, thanks, mom. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'm going to double back and I'm doubling back. To the I think I was going to ask this one of my first questions and like wait before I do that and now here we are we're taking this in for a landing it's going to be one of my last ones you talked about being a weatherman mm-hmm. now obviously demon monsoon is not the n- name that pops up when it's just like and now you're weather and it doesn't say <laughs> demon monsoon at the bottom of the screen on the byline obviously it says Jeffrey is it my check my sec my sec my sec so uh, who who is it or if, who is it that you do the weather for? Um, I'll do it if just randomly. I'll go on Facebook Live if oh, there's okay. a if there's like a major event coming through, say Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey. I'm monitoring it. If there's a severe outbreak, boom boom. I'm talking to storm chasers. I'm talking to amateur meteorologists like myself. Hey, what are you seeing? You seeing this? Okay, send me the information. I'll be at work. And I'm in the middle of cooking. I am work I work at Taco Bell. I get done doing all the work I need to do Taco Bell, and I'm like this. Okay, 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 okay. Got it. Okay. And I go, and I'll post something real quick on Facebook. Hey, guys, I'm going live and after I get off work. And I'll literally, before I go to the gym, say, guys, this is what's about to hit. Be safe. This area's under the gun. 
and it's fun. I I mean, I try to inform people. I don't I don't do a Jim Cantore and overhype it as he or the Weather Channel. Yes. I'm like, yo, it's gonna be a bad storm. Get ready. Be safe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about the autism. I I'll, I'll put it this way. A few of the videos I watched, autism is mentioned. Autism Awareness Month is is mentioned. You know, doing this for autism, bringing uh, bringing like recognition to autism, and you know, putting a spotlight on it. But I have to admit, at, I didn't realize it was you. I thought it's a friend, it's a family member, it's something that's very important to you, and obviously it is. So. And again, if I'm being ignorant, I apologize. You're obviously a very functioning autistic individual. So explain to me, and again, ignorance, education, explain to me the level of autism that you have. Where, where exactly are you on the spectrum and what does that entail? Well, I'm considered um, high functioning. Uh, you get me in a social setting, it's not pretty. Um, the reason why I'm very comfortable around because my room has every single thing. I'm literally surrounded by all the stuff that keeps me, uh, I'd say stable, but stable. Mm-hmm. Um, hence why I still have Christmas lights up. I like Christmas lights, so it stays up. Um, I also have what is called schizophrenia, where I do have multiple Jeffs in my brain that, you know, there's Demon, who we see in the ring, and he gets suppressed. When it's fight time, he comes out. But I also have, it's what's called Asperger's. I am also bipolar. (laughs) I got a lot of strikes on me, and, but... I live with this. I deal with this every day. Um, I do take, I'll grab it because it's right by my desk, CBD oil. Uh, it helps me out a lot. Um, after every fight, they're giving that to me because my brain has to shift back into Jeff being Jeff again. I can just, I'll forget fights sometimes. I'm like, I'll just go in that go mode and it's like, and then I'll start shake. It's not a seizure or anything. It's just my brain saying, come back. Okay, you're done fighting now. I got to bring you back. And we're just going to shut you off now. Okay. That's like, and I will, what's called seize up. I'll just, mm-hmm. but that happens. If a high stress level, yeah, fast food, working high stress level, that good for an autistic, but I do it. Um, it pays the bills. I mean, but I deal with this every day. And I got tired of people saying, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. I looked around. I said, yes, I can. Anybody with autism can do it. Anybody with a mental disorder can do it. Um, I always say I fight for those who can't fight. Um, I actually trained uh about a couple of years ago, a young man, a young kid who had severe autism. When he came into the gym, he and I were like this. 
of course, we the gym moved, so we couldn't ever do any stuff. And then I moved, but you know, I found out he's doing really good. But when we were always, come on, Mikey, come on, Mikey. His nickname was Icy Mike. You had Demon and Icy Mike. He actually came to, uh, if you want to see the fight, it's Demon Monsoon versus Berserker. It's for autism awareness. We did it. We had people all wear blue. Amazing. Uh, this April, everybody, we asked all the fighters, please wear blue. Um, it was just incredible. And it was awesome that everybody, it was just incredible for all of us to see that. You walk in, for me, I almost was brought to tears. When I saw everybody wearing blue, I was just like, and after the fight, someone said, that was all for you. That was all to show that we're there with you. They would hang up my autism fight. When me and Berserker went at it, Icy Mike jumped into me. Like, there's a picture. I forget where it is on my Facebook. He jumped into me, all happy. He's waving the flag like, but that's my goal. My goal with with this autism, having autism, yeah, it stinks. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's days where I'm just like, don't bug me. Stay away. And you'll hear my boss go, you're gonna be you're going to boxing class. You're 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 training tonight, right? I go, yeah. Okay, we won't bother you. Next day I'll come in and be like, what's up? And they'll be like, just look at me and she'll be like, and she'll and she's done this. She'll just be like, poke me. She goes, You sparred. I go, Yes. <laughs> that's I... that's what it's like with it. I mean, it's Years ago, my son, because my son does have behavioral issues, and we could see it. And one of the things they said was, you know, go to the the local autism organization, and let's do a little testing, and we'll get them assessed and things like that. And they said, before you do that, you might want to go on to such and such a website, and there's a test there that you can take, you know, to kind of give yourself an idea. So I go on there, and they have, you know, are you are you filling this out? Are you doing this test for a child? And then underneath it had adult. So I did the test for my son and I finished it and I, whatever his score was. And then I looked at the adult one and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> so I did it. And when I was done, I, the next time I saw my wife, I said, Oh, I did that test online. Like you can go on and do it yourself for our son. Cause obviously her eyes, my yeah. eyes. And I said, and there's an adult one there too. And she goes, oh, is there? And she looked at me and she's like, you did it, didn't you? And I said, yeah, of course I did. And she's like, and? I said, I'm higher on the scale than he is. <laughs> and I don't mean and I don't mean that to be funny. And I don't mean no. that to be any kind of disrespectful. Because I went back and I looked at the questions again. I'm just like, I answered all this honestly. I'm, I'm on the spectrum, like, dude. <laughs> we all are. I, oh, yeah. I, Everybody's I, on the spectrum somewhere, yes. Yeah, you, there's like a scale one through 10. You 10 is, you know, you're you don't realize you have it. I'm at a five and eight sometimes goes four, five, and six. I'm in I'm somehow in between all three numbers. It's like, okay. I said it's probably a five point five. That's probably where the bipolar and schizophrenia comes yeah, in. Like, hey, I'm a six today. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna be a, and literally I'll tell people like, uh, what kind of mood are you in? And like I've told people, 
like I'm working with on my YouTube channel with a buddy of mine out in Chicago. I was like, look, I don't want no, no drama this week. He's like, wait a minute. I said, this week, I don't want, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it. I don't care. I'm like, I know we're putting together big, big stuff on my show. I want one week where I'm not dealing with any BS. He's like, is Saturday okay? I'm like, fine. Saturday we can handle stuff. But I said, for the bulk of the week, I don't want to hear about it. I'm like, and I'll say that to people. I'll say like, no, 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 not today. Not yeah. today. No. <laughs> we got our good days and our bad days. Um, Let's talk about something that a lot of people are beloved. Uh, your gloves. Your yes. gloves with the puzzle pieces, the hearts on the top. So, and a lot of people want to say, "Where did you get them? How do they? Uh, how did they come about?" Um, I have a uh, really good friends at HKA. Um, they the ones that made them. Uh, I got two pairs. One is obviously the one with the puzzle pieces that are twelve ounce, and then I got the sixteen ounces is Demon Warrior. The twelve ounce ones I love because I will admit it. I'm a Power Rangers Zeo fan. I love the mic. The original was really good. Zeo was great. Turbo, nah, nah. In space, I cried when Zordon died. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> HK made those. I said, can you please put the Zeo symbol on? And he's like, what? I said, "This is a, just put this on. And he goes, I gotcha. And they made them, and I—I I mean, I love them. They're—they're they're just, you know, when people see them, they're all like, "Demon!" I even have trunks. My mom bought me boxing trunks with the autism awareness on them, and I'm like, and I got the socks too. I'm just like, so when people see me, they know, hey, that's—that's <laughs> that's our artistic fighter. I'm like, yep. <laughs> All right, Demon Monsoon. Let's let's uh, let's take this in for a landing here. Uh, before you and I, before I hit that record button, you were talking about your YouTube, and you just you kind of alluded to it a few moments ago. Your YouTube channel, and that yes. you're working on something, you know, kind of big, fighting your buddy. Tell yep. us about the YouTube channel. Tell us about you know what's coming up here. So we just um, I've been working on this. I've had this channel. About nine, nine, uh, 2019, I, I moved it over onto the new one, which is Demon. You look it up, it shows up. We're actually in our 20th season. But if you combine everything, it's 20 years. And I wanted to do some bigger stuff. And I have a buddy of mine. I had a couple of my buddies were like, you know, why don't you record us sparring? And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Um went on instagram much like what you did with street beats found a group called backyard blood sport i was like what are you guys and they and they have training videos and i said well i want to give something back to street beats that's always been my dream is always giving something back to the fight community i said well, why not interview fighters and say look you'll get to see them on street beats soon and they come to street beats and they fight on street beefs. But I get to interview them. And, you know, it gets, it's kind of fun stuff. So one of the shows that we're working on, um, my buddy, he is ranked number four 
in West Virginia in amateur boxing. I'm putting him on. Um, another one of my buddies, this is for the 21st season. I'm already planning out, but we're doing something with him. But our season finale, this channel does get season finales. It gives me like a little bit of a break. Um, we're going out to Chicago to visit a couple of the guys from this group that I saw on Instagram. And we became good friends. Um, the one, my last fight was a dude who kind of ran his, we had a beef with, and we know what happened with him. Yes. Um, we're now good friends. We're now friends now. So, you know, beef sell that. But I actually been planning. They've already told me what we're going to be doing the week that we're out there. Um, we're going to do a huge uh, fight, act, not a fight, but we're going to do a sparring match out there with them to, you know, showcase their friend, their guy's skills. Um, I'm really excited about that because it gives me number one content. It gives them, you know, a chance to show all their skills. And it's also, you know, about time I give back to it. And they're actually going to, there's talks of them coming out in the summer to do street beefs. So it they kind of it kind of breaks the ice with them. Like, oh man, we get to go out to we're gonna see the actual yard. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. I get a I get yeah. a vacation and I get to wrap up my show for the for the season. <laughs> All right, Demon Monsoon. I want to thank you very much for uh for giving me your time, giving me your your time late. Okay. Yeah, I'm no gonna say I'm gonna say right now it's a couple of ticks past midnight right now. Uh, because my 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 life has gotten hectic. So I appreciate, you know, a hundred times over you accommodating me coming in, uh, coming in late, but, uh, thank you very much for number one, giving me your time. Number two, educating an ignorant man on uh, something that I'm going to continue to, uh, to educate myself on. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, I had a blast. And just so everybody knows the next street piece event for Virginia is <laughs> March 4th. I actually... It's the first area of each month. So March 4th and then April 1st is Autism Awareness One. So we do that. So and every April is Autism Awareness Month? Yes. It's always Autism Awareness Month. April 2nd is the actual day. But on April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. Yeah. We're asking, I'm asking all the fighters if they can to wear blue. That's the yes. color for autism. And I'll be laughing. I'll, I'll be fighting there. I'm even though I got an amateur fight in May, I still do. It's street piece. I got to do it. It's like yeah. home base. <laughs> Fighters, you want to help this podcast? I will tell you how to help this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at Time to Fight Pod. You can follow me, the host of this podcast, at Announcer Terry. I am a ring announcer. I am a damn good ring announcer. And by all means, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this podcast, please email us at timetofightpod at gmail.com. That is timetofightpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I will see you all next week. And as always, Isaac, I love you. <laughs>